Merry Christmas. So wonderful. Thank you for being here. I, this morning, we, uh, we have a house full of kids and family, and it's so fun. We just absolutely love it. And Bonnie's been cooking, and we just had all these wonderful meals together. And this morning, we said, let's do our stockings. How many of you do stockings? It's like, to me, it's like one of the funnest parts of, of Christmas. And, and uh, so we said, we'll do that at 9 o'clock. And uh, so everybody's up in the living room. And I just sat there looking around that room and seeing kids and family. And one of our, Eric and Brent have a dog named Bo. So we had a dog in the house. Bonnie was happy. I was too, actually. And I mean, I was, it was emotional just to sit there and think about the living room. And then I started thinking about in our worship time today, as Tom was talking a while ago, we call this our living room. And it's not very often that I get to have Christmas Day with, with you guys. And thanks for being here. It's very cool to, to have a day like today where we can just sing some songs and share some thoughts, and so I promise not to be long-winded, okay? I learned a long time ago, if preachers don't talk too long, people will come back. <laughs> I like the pajamas, by the way. I, I said, come in your pajamas. Well, some people did, so. I, I have to just say, um, thank you for a great year. I'm going to be kind of doing a state of the church message on the 7th and 8th of January and talking about some of the reflections of 2011, but I'm, I'm emotional about it all because yesterday we opened uh, Windsor, Timberline Windsor, and in the three Christmas Eve services they had there, they had over 1,300 people there. It's unbelievable. It's just crazy. It's, a God, it's just a God thing, you know? There's no pride in it. It's, it's, it's humbling, actually. Would you agree? It's so humbling to be a part of stuff that God does, and you get to be just a little part of that, and you guys are that. So I'm, I'm, there's one word, really, just one word. I didn't even put an outline in your notes because I didn't want you to have to write anything down today. I just wanted you to, to just have a moment. The, the one word that I would name this message is the word Jesus. Because... That's everything. That's everything. And Tom said it so well, and, and it just changed history forever. I hope you're enjoying this season. When I think of Jesus, it's a name that, it's a name that people have, have called out like in the moment of, a, of an emergency, in a car going off a cliff. Jesus! In a, a moment of need, a stressful moment. It's a name that's been called out. At the same time, it's a name that is used as a, as a cuss word. It's interesting to me that Satan would try to take that name and turn it into a way to curse. It just, it almost shows the divinity, the divine nature of God to me. Um, it's a name that's been cursed and hated by, by many it's a name that's been used to rebuke demons um, and cast them out of people 
to bring freedom to people. It's a name that um, has been breathed out of a dying soul in the last breath where they have said the name Jesus. And somehow that brought comfort um, to, to the situation they were in. It's a name that's caused war. It's a name that has brought peace. It's, it's just such an interesting anomaly to see how the name of Jesus is, is used. And so what I want to do is just take a few moments and I want to just talk about kind of the four things that follow the name Jesus in Scripture. And the first one is Jesus of Nazareth. It's this idea that he's called Jesus from Nazareth. In John chapter 18, it says the leading priests and Pharisees had given Judas, uh, you know, the, they, he, he betrayed Jesus and they met him at, at the, temp, the temple guards met him there and they came with blazing torches, lanterns, weapons in the olive grove. Jesus fully realized all that was going to happen to him and stepping forward to meet them, he asked, whom are you looking for? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. It was, it was tying him to a place. He actually asked them again, and they said it again. Jesus of Nazareth. It's interesting, too, that, that Nazareth, I've been there. It's, a, it's, it's, not a very, it's not a very great place to grow up. It's like on the side of this slopey hill. It's all slanted. It's, it's pretty ugly, to be honest with you. And, and it's, it's, it's just located in this obscure place, and yet Jesus is from Nazareth. Some say that, that it's a place that um, the poor, the needy uh, grew up, and there was a lot of discussion about why God would send a son to be born in Bethlehem and grow up in Nazareth. And I think it's so that you and I could understand that Jesus was just a pretty normal guy growing up in a pretty normal neighborhood. Jesus of Nazareth, that's, that's who he is. He's a guy who understands our trials. He understands need. He understands the issues around him. And it was Nathaniel who said, what good can come out of Nazareth? <laughs> How many of you know a lot of good came out of Nazareth? <laughs> Jesus came out of Nazareth. And it's just so interesting to me that that's the place, Jesus of Nazareth, that he would come and, and he would pursue us the way he does. One of my favorite books to read when our children were little was a book called Runaway Bunny. How many of you have ever read Runaway Bunny? It's, it was published in the 1940s and it's, it's never been out of print because they keep reprinting it. It's, it's still really a well-known book. I'm gonna read you an excerpt from the book. This is the short version, and you do not get to see all the pictures. <laughs> and the pictures are kind of like the best part. So imagine the pictures on each page as I read just a short excerpt, because this is really what Jesus has done for us. Once there was a little bunny who wanted to run away. So he said to his mother, I'm running away. If you run away, said his mother, I will run after you, for you are my little bunny. 
If you run after me, said the bunny, I will become a fish in a trout stream and I will swim away from you. If you become a fish in a trout stream, said his mother, I will become a fisherman and I will fish for you. If you become a fisherman, said the little bunny, I will be a bird and fly away from you. If you become a bird and fly away from me, said his mother, I will be a tree that you will come home to. Shucks, said the little bunny. I might as well stay where I am and be your little bunny. (laughs) And so he did. And the last line of the book I love. Have a carrot, said the mother bunny. (laughs) That's funny. Have a carrot. You know, it's, it's just like our Lord to say, wherever you go, whatever you do, I'll find you. I'll find you. If I can find you from Nazareth, I can find you from anywhere. The second thing that follows the name of Jesus is, is this little phrase, Jesus, son of Joseph. And... It's interesting in John chapter 6, it says this, just listen. Then the people began to murmur in disagreement because he had said, I am the bread from heaven. And they said, what? This is Jesus, the son of Joseph. How can he say he comes from heaven? How can he say he's the bread of heaven? This is Jesus, son of Joseph. What were they saying? They were saying, not only is he from Nazareth, but we know his dad. He's just a normal guy. There's not very much known about Joseph. He kind of disappears. Um, Many think he passed away uh, shortly after Jesus was born. They don't know. There's not a whole lot about him after Jesus was 13. We know he was still there then, but then it, it all focuses to Mary. And it's just interesting that Jesus, son of Joseph, is another way in which he connects to us. And I just want to say to the dads who are here today, leave a legacy. Invest in your family, in your kids, in your friendships. Make a difference because Jesus is known as Jesus, the son of Joseph. The third way he's known as Jesus, son of Mary. And in Mark 6, it says, Jesus left that part of the country, returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. And just think about that, that idea. They were astonished, and they asked Where did he get all of his wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? Verse 3, listen. He's just the carpenter, the son of Mary. He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary. It, it, It just makes it sound so common and so normal. And here's this mom who is just a great mom, but average. Joseph and Mary were just normal parents trying to do the best that they could. And Jesus is known as the son of Mary, the carpenter. It's such a a challenge. Moms, how will you be known? Who will will speak of your name? It's a great challenge for us today to to not be afraid to to be the best mom you can be for those of you who are moms. The last thing, Jesus the Son of God. Jesus from Nazareth, the Son of Joseph, the Son of Mary, but then the Son of God. Now, how many of you would say that's a big one? 
Okay, this isn't common. Um, None of us in here probably have been called children of God in a birth sense. But I want you to listen to what happens. I mean, the the scripture that I'm about to read, it took place at the end of Jesus' life on the earth. And he's dying. He's on a cross. And he's just about to breathe his last breath. And there's this guy that they call the centurion, this Roman soldier who is putting Jesus to death. Okay? He's in charge. And listen to this. In Mark 15, it says, Then Jesus uttered another loud cry, and he breathed his last breath. The curtain in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. When the Roman officer who stood facing him, and that's what I want you to see, stood facing him, saw how he died, he, he exclaimed, which means he bursted out. It was almost like he was talking to heaven. He said, truly, this man was the son of God. This is the son of God. It's interesting to me that it wasn't his mom who said that or his dad or his brothers or family or anyone else. It was a Roman soldier who had seen many people die. Many people die. Death was not new to him, but death with passion and death with a purpose and death with a will to change the world stood out to this Roman. And he had to say something. He couldn't just let it go. I don't know what it must have been like to watch Jesus die, but this guy was there the whole time. He was in charge, and he's the one who makes the declaration, this man is the son of God. It's like a proof text of the deity of Jesus because this guy doesn't have to believe, but he believes because he saw how Jesus died. I love the fact that we serve a risen Savior who died for a reason that he believed in. Aren't you glad? It's why you're here. It's why we're talking about him. It's why we're celebrating. It's why we're doing what we're doing because Jesus is truly the Son of God. And my last remarks to you today will be this. No matter how far you run or what you're facing or what you're going through, You have Jesus, the carpenter. You have Jesus from Nazareth. Jesus, the son of Joseph. Jesus, the son of Mary. And Jesus, the son of God, who is with you always, even to the end of the age. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for being God. Thank you for your will to live and to love. Thank you for your passion to die, your purpose in death, and how it has changed us. And we celebrate that on Christmas morning today. What a wonderful moment that we have right now. Just to share, just just to sit here and relish the fact that you're a God who chased us down Just right where you are, just just speak his name, would you? Just speak his name and tell him thank you.
You're a wonderful Lord. You really are. We are in awe of you, who you are and what you mean to us today. We thank you. We praise you. I want to pray for some of you with heads bowed in here on Christmas morning. I can't just assume that all of you have a relationship with Jesus. If you're separated from him, could I pray for you? Would you open your heart to him? Would you trust him? He is the son of God, but he understands all that you face. If you know you're separated from God right now, just issues in your life, and you would say, pray for me, I need, I need the Lord. There's no better day than Christmas Day to accept him into your life. Just lift up a hand. I won't embarrass you, but I just want to pray over you if that's you. Hold up your hand, okay? Thank you. God bless you. You may put that down. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else want to join these before I just lead in a simple prayer? Those of you that lifted your hand, would you just pray this with me? Just under your breath, in your heart. This is between you and God. Lord, I need you to be my Lord. Forgive me of my sin. I trust you today that you are the Son of God. I want to live for you. I want my life to have purpose. Thank you for forgiveness. I accept it by faith. I believe in you. Walk with me. Walk with me. And thank you for chasing me down today. Secondly, I want to pray for those of you that would just say, man, it is a challenging time. You might have come to this service on Christmas morning because of the need, the challenge, the issues that you face, and you're just saying, I really need God to show up. I just want to pray over you for those needs, whatever it is. If that describes you in any way, would you just lift up a hand to God, not to me? God bless you. You can put them down. Lord, we love you. We need you. And on Christmas morning, we just pause to say, would you show up in a big way in our lives? Show us where you are and who you are and how we can trust you. Lord, these times are so challenging and we just need to have the faith to believe you're there with us, walking with us through the challenges that we face. Lord, we need you. We do believe in you and we trust you. Help us, Lord. Help us, Son of God. <laughs> Be that God that we can trust. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise and we give you the glory and the honor. In your wonderful name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Praise God. Proud of you guys. Thank God for you. Lord, thank you so very much for being Jesus, the Savior of the world, and for making it personal and for chasing us down. We love you today. We honor you today. And we give you thanks for all that you mean to us. Lord, help us to change the world through the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
The service begins now. <laughs> Go get them. Make a difference. Have a great Christmas day. God bless you. Thanks for being here.